0: why recording a podcast feels like running a marathon is because as soon as you hit record there's a number counter usually that you're aware of and seeing and just in terms of the the creative process and the experience that is storytelling in real time with your next of kin with your tribe, with your, you know, the hunters and gatherers around you in our more primal days. Um, and you know, we've come a long way in terms of tools, but have we also come as far cognitively? This has sort of been the question of the hour, uh, the the problem and solution that we're uh, looking for, um, and it's, and tech is attempting to solve uh, in the pandemic space, um, and now we're kind of in another wave of that where you know we've been dealing with the Delta variant, we've been dealing with more schools having to close. Uh, Whole schools of clo- uh, 20,000 students uh, were in quarantine in Mississippi. Just were in quarantine. Um, that's a lot of people out of the the learning environment. Mm. <clears throat> so we got to figure out how to make... Uh, we got to figure out how to make the space that we share together more safe. And um, one of those... M- you know variables with of safety is um the experience of time and the passing of time and our perception and experience of pa- of the passing of time because this is really at the root of how we do our how we have workflows um You know, we have kind of, we we have to get into a clairvoyant space. We have to get into a clairvoyant state because we have to perceive the amount of time that it's going to take to complete a particular task. And sometimes that task can be shifting while you're attempting to complete it. And then what are you supposed to do? Well, you're just supposed to pivot and do a pirouette, a 360 180, double lux, and then just like totally stick it on your tiptoes. <laughs> Perfect form. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, how long have you been playing this video game? You know, you, how you can like very quickly automate a bunch of small tasks in order to achieve a particular outcome. So I actually haven't recorded a podcast in almost three months. And yeah, we'll see. see where this goes. The passing of time. Yes. So when you hit record on a podcast, you are looking at the microseconds, the milliseconds, the nanoseconds of time passing. And then every little word just seems to have so much more of an impact. Um, When you think about the scalability of what it is that you're producing. So you think about well, how many people are going to be listening to this? You know, how many people are going to be interested in supporting a particular cause? Uh, What does it mean to support a cause? Why would people support a cause? What is a cause? Uh, What is a raison d'etre? Yes. I'm very excited um, to announce that uh, I will be aligning my... Business and creative self uh, with a startup company. Um, So I'm excited to kind of be applying skills that I learned in my degree and just my own business skills to a space uh, that has quite a bit of infrastructure already set up. So that's really exciting. The nature of the business as well, which I'll be uh, giving. More information, as in so far it's able to be provided, given any kind of legal documents that I'll be signing, such as non-disclosure agreements, which you know that's fair. You can't always be like, "This is exactly what I'm doing, and this is the business model," because you know we're all trying to get information from the the space, and we're all trying to keep the the mouths of our families fed, um, which I think you know we'll be able to do. And information, architecture, and the sharing of information, dissemination of information, the curation and management of information uh, is where we need to be focusing uh, our energy, our energy towards. So if you're just thrashing in the tasks um, and just feeling like every second that's passing is a nanosecond of time wasted, It's good to just do, you know, try doing one of those uh, triple soul lux, you know, backflips with your mind to bring you back to the present moment. yes this is just this is just an invitation to come in check in we've been plowing through information for the last 6 minutes and i got to say i've been having a lot of meetings lately um and every meeting it just feels like you're riding a surfboard you're just like what is happening it's changing like every moment <laughs> What is that? How confident am I on the surfboard? Because that's, if you've ever surfed, you know, if you second guess yourself, you're going to fall. <laughs> but you really have to let the waves, let the let the environment guide you, you know, like sparring. Also, if you've ever, you've ever been in the ring, you know, when you've really gotten into a flow and when you've really leveled up is when you've kind of re- relinquish control to your muscle memory and let and let each uh, and let the environment guide each moment. So I don't know where you are right now. Maybe you're cleaning your house because it's Virgo season y'all it's triple it's quad Virgo blasted September and we're coming up into the new moon of Virgo, which is coming up soon, when that date actually is, you know, rather than putting it in your calendar, go out and see where the moon is tonight, you know? And I'm mostly giving myself that <laughs> advice in the moment because I have been glued to my calendar um, as though it's life or death. <laughs> which what it, it's is sort of what it feels like you know when you're like all right well i have this little square uh you know i'm looking at a square i'm looking at like you know a little block a little colored block in my calendar daw it's not a daw it's a GUI, it's the it's the space in which i am interacting with an algorithm and there's a little square in this algorithm that represents my life, <laughs> represents my ability to, you know, keep a roof over my head and food and fridge. So, but then you just gotta t- you got to, you know what I mean? You got to do that rogue Buddha shit where you just like bring it back all into center and you're just like, yeah, this is like, this is benign. <laughs> These meetings are just meetings and the people are just people. Uh... But at the end of the day, you know, got to move forward from that place of abundance. Having said this, from being in the job market solidly for the last three, three or four months, and moved during that time. By the way, welcome back, y'all. Yes, if you if you're one of the small handful of listeners that have been following me up until now, um, and you've heard my other uh, my other three episodes, you'll know that I just relocated. Back to the US from Berlin. Well, not just. It's been about three months now. Uh, two months. Good Lord. Yes, it was the end of June. We came back at the end of June. So it's been July and August. We're embarking on into September. Um, and got to say, my whole approach to the job market has definitely changed uh, over the last three months. It's been great to talk to a lot of different companies. Uh, had a f- had a handful of offers, and finally, I'm narrowing in on the one that I think is going to be the best fit for uh, my goals right now in life. With the understanding that we have no idea what's going to happen from here on out uh, with the whole landscape of business. So it is an interesting time to be getting uh, employed, uh, especially within like a startup scene. You know, everybody's trying to find a solution right now to the problem. So. We got to streamline our workflows, which actually means slowing down, maybe introducing a little bit of friction into your communications, maybe decentralizing your communication. Decentralize your communication and support a synchronistic collaborative space, even within a distributed team. So this will be the new, this will be the new uh, question is how can we get ourselves towards a place of synchronicity within our distributed systems, right? We're all working from home, or we might be intermittently having to work from home over the next year to years. And this is going to be, you know, this is where the world is going. This is where the world has gone. And, you know, What's the right way to go about it? We're really all figuring that out as much as possible. You know, we're all where we're at in terms of what we've learned up until this point in our professional lives. And we're all in pretty uncharted territories uh, right now. got to say the COVID thing, it's it's affected. Yeah, pretty much every industry positively or negatively or some kind of weird amalgamation of both. Um, So that's really like where consciousness is growing in this time is this like schism, this rip between like what we know and what we don't know, uh, what things had like really positive short term gains and then really negative short term losses. Um, It's the surfboard. Yeah, it's like a it's like a psychic subconscious surfboard surfing kind of situation uh and i think that the the water aspect brings brings in an element of that as well because as we're moving into the new moon uh in virgo pisces uh aspects will be activated uh water aspects will be activated and mars has just plowed through virgo in the last uh, couple of months so there's been uh, there's been a lot of destabilizing uh, things going on. Let's just pull up the the chart right now. We're gonna. This is gonna continue recording. And we're gonna pull up the chart of the moment. The chart of the moment. What is it? All right. This is me moving through a little bit of friction in the UI. There, are privacy policy, okay. See, they changed all this. Uh, and the thing that I want is like six clicks away. So. I appreciate that this service is for free. It is, it is a little bit finicky. Astro.com, y'all. Go get your chart. It's free. It takes a few few clicks to get it, but really, if you're a little more prepared, like I haven't been, because I've moving been moving around so much, uh, get a small kind of like pocket, uh, pocket astrology calendar. It has all the planets every day of the year, every degree of every day of the planet. And then you can just have a printed chart. Uh printed natal chart. And then you can just look at that, uh, whenever to see what applies to you in this moment. All right. So Mars is chilling at 24 degrees of Virgo. So who's feeling this? Uh, if you have anything Sagittarius, Gemini, Pisces. These are the mutable signs. Okay. So it's really a great time to put a lot of energy right now into opening, expanding, adapting. Okay. Mutable activities. Okay. You got to bring someone in onto your team. You got to, you got to incorporate, you know what I mean? You're growing, growing hurts. (laughs) All right. So feeling the growing pains, especially Sagittarius. This is growth. Uh, Mars is squaring to Sagittarius right now, so there's a lot of growth happening. Uh, We still have the Uranus uh, moving through Taurus. So this is the long-term story right now, folks, is the uh, volatility in markets and volatility in Taurus-like activities. So uh, money, taxes, finance, stock markets... <clears throat> uh also inheritance, um, but also beauty and art. There's gonna be a, a lot of expansion right now in the innovative uh sphere uh, as it relates to the business world, as r- relates to the creative world, because we're all kind of moving, we're moving through kind of a big transitional period right now. So really not gonna see the end of this for another uh few years. Uh, not gonna say that COVID's necessarily gonna be going on that entire time, but, uh, this is, this is part of a new world. You know, I think we've all, it's been about, you know, a year and a half <laughs> it's getting, it'll, it'll be two years in March, and I'm sure we'll be still talking about this in March. So we can at least say that there's a good two years of this happening, but, uh, in terms of the astrology, this will probably be going on, um, an, after that. Because we have at least another year of Saturn in Aquarius before Saturn moves more into Pisces, um, as well as Uranus. Venus also moving through the second house, and Mercury in the second house. It's a really great time to just look at all the aspects of the moving, you know, look at all the moving parts. Of the situation and see where you can bring in a little bit of balance where can you bring in a little bit of negotiation a little bit of seeing both sides um this is really a great time for that i'm sure uh you know having spoken to a lot of companies it's uh the market is tough <laughs> i've uh, w- with a few uh folks that I turned down, I immediately got another request from their, from the same HR um, of those companies if I, if I wanted to come in for an interview. And so, yeah, you got to... Uh, one thing that's recently come to my attention, um, and this would be a great thing to consider if you're a small startup and you're really looking for the best talent. You know, everybody thinks they want to be a big shark when they're a small startup and they want to get the most competitive uh You know they want to find the next Mark, (laughs) uh, you know, or the next Elon, or they want to find the next genius, and they're sure if they just keep keep searching and put really rigorous constraints and parameters around what exactly they're looking for that they're going to get that. And you know, startups should be a little bit more clear and a little more upfront about their ambiguity and think more about who you work with and what your weaknesses are, and who you can bring in to address those weaknesses. Because you shouldn't just be thinking about like, all right, we have a really good thing and now we gotta go out into the market as though like everyone like everyone's a criminal or everyone's potentially out to get us. Um we gotta change our narrative around that. We gotta change our narrative around the way we do business. And I'm excited to be uh coming on to this company uh that I'll be coming on to because they really seem to wanna bring that into the space. So I feel like this is just in terms of my career move. If you are going to get you know, if or if anyone's career career move, if they're looking to get more into technology, um if they're looking to get more into nonprofit work, into legal work, into healthcare, um any of these industries, it's a really great time to be <laughs> to to negotiate and to look at look at all the sides of of a situation and and know that we all came out of a really rough year. You know what I mean? I think we don't need to be so much leveraging our pain uh, as a metric for how important somebody else's pain is because, um, like, we've all had a lot of pain. And this should actually bring us together. We should actually really be able to connect better with our colleagues Uh, just through how challenging the pandemic has been. (laughs) Even if, regardless of your opinion about the whole thing, it's been a very high stress year. So I think we can all look forward to having a little less stress on our, on our plates and, and welcoming that and welcoming that in immediately into the conversation. You know what I mean? Because there, there still is quite a bit of turnover right now. and, And that number seems to be going up. Uh, at the same time, profits and shares in certain industries also seem to be going up. So exactly where all of this is going, it would probably be very volatile initially. There's probably going to be a lot of ups and downs, you know, Uranus is going to go direct and then it is going to go retrograde again. And then it is going to go direct before it leaves, uh, this, the, the Taurus sphere of the financial business space, um, but Saturn and Jupiter again, solidly in Aquarius right now. So, again, really great time to be innovative. Really great time to kind of look at all the tools that you're using, especially for companies that are using, you know, Slack, Jira, Project Libre, Microsoft Project, Asana, <laughs> Outlook, SharePoint, Google Drive, Google Suite, Google Sheets, Microsoft Excel. Uh, you know or maybe what you're you're a unicorn and you've created your own CRM and your own your own lead algorithm so this is the interesting kind of splintering of uh of innovation right now is all these very small kind of like satellite companies that are up and coming um and trying to get a slice of the pie i'm like dude you got to create your own pie got to create your own pie you got to think like an investor Cause that's where you want to be, right? You want to have a billion dollar portfolio and just go to the store like you're you're making a pot of soup and you're like, oh, you want a little bit of this kind of company, a little bit of that kind of company, and then you want to just this is your this is your ideal flavor, you know. So people, even though they're coming into entry-level positions, or maybe even associate level positions. It's good to be thinking. It's good to be thinking about that. And it's good to be bringing on talent. And it's good to be supporting education and talent within your own company right now. Because that's going to benefit all of us. That's going to benefit the the entire world uh, moving forward. Is just less pain in the world. If we can reduce suffering, I think we can drive a lot of meaning from the work that we do. Um, If we can reduce suffering and if we can increase our... Our kind of sense our sense of well being and that's a negotiation that's a negotiation every step of the way and it should it'd be good also too if we could get into a space of like kind of having continual negotiations about you know our workflows and how we can be adaptive um, and how we can kind of grow and and shift with with the constraints and how we can kind of identify constraints because you know sometimes we got a lot of blind spots when we get into a particular workflow. And it does take time to actually think critically about how to make those best decisions. So you still gotta have uninterrupted time of clear focus to think deeply about a problem and to commit that time to thinking deeply about that problem, like uninterrupted. Now, maybe you do this already. Um, And if you do, I would love to talk to you. How do you stay focused when there are so many things flying at you all the time. Uh, I heard this regularly, you know, and this was one of my questions is, you know, how often do you feel just totally inundated with tasks and that everything's crashing and coming to a halt? Oh, all the time, (laughs) you know? And I'm like, all right, well, what do you think about that? Like, (laughs) does that work for you? Like, is that just, uh, just kind of the way things are? Um, and I'm like, that's not innovation. Uh, as i understand innovation it's like that's the opposite of innovation it's like this is what we have to do to be innovative it's like you can do whatever you want and small startups should be doing whatever they want (laughs) to get their to get their work they should be incredibly experimental right now i totally support that experiment try it collect data you know there's frameworks for this apply lean and agile to your business as it scales uh with within the workflow you know and this is something that i haven't seen you really talked about so so much in the y combinator startup silicone uh sphere but it does seem to be it does seem to be increasing you know i think podcasts are a really great way to uh kind of validate what's going on in the space. And, uh, just recently on Y Combinator, uh, somebody had posted the 80,000 hours, uh, podcast, which I posted on my wall. Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn and also post in the show notes, but it was a really great podcast. Something might've been going on with audio, uh, cause it sounded like really fast. <laughs> uh, I had to listen to it on 0.8 times. Uh, and it was like almost a two hour podcast. So it's, uh, I was like, wow, maybe it was more than two hours and they had to squeeze it down. Um, But I'm like, yo, just like be like bonus episode, subscribe, Um, get, get access. But yeah. So coming back to the moment, whatever it is that you're doing. Today is my thirty fourth birthday. It is also the day before Labor Day, which is America's equivalent of Internet of Workers' Day, which is May first everywhere else in the world. Um, but much like our demise of counting in tens, uh, we also have to have a different day for uh, our workers' movement, which unfortunately kind of separates us a little bit from the international community but I'm determined to not let that happen because I do know that I do have some international listeners out there and some of them are wondering when are you gonna have an episode in espanol (laughs) they'll probably be more like cuando vas a tener un podcast en espanol chica yeah te escucho te escucho And uh, hopefully that'll be, <laughs> that'll be, my Spanish will be dusted off enough to, to where I'll be able to have, uh, feel, feel a bit more confident in doing an entire podcast in en Espanol. But having lived in Germany for the last year, my Espanol is very dusty. And uh, it's going to need to be dusted off a little bit, uh, which I foresee happening uh, through this job as well, which I'm very excited about. Uh, just getting the opportunity to use Spanish for business, um, is very exciting. And, um, yeah. So the Espanol, sharpening off the Espanol and going to have some barbecue with some friends later today. And I hope whatever you, whatever you're doing, I hope you were able to align with some folks, even if it's just calling, calling up some folks, uh, you know, over this, over the weekend and if it also happens to be your birthday (laughs) if it happens or if it happens to be a time when you're starting something new uh we're going we're going into there's a lot of work the fall is a time of of much labor uh virgo is the season of the harvesting of the wheat harvesting the sheaves the wheat so all of the work that you've been doing up until now, all through the summer, uh, starting to be able to kind of make a little bit of space and take some time to sit back and kind of see where we've come and what worked, what didn't work, and where we can ask some deeper questions about what didn't work and what did work. uh, That's the nature of solving problems is asking deep questions, listening, Uh, and looking at your experience, looking at your workflow from many levels, you know, from the micro level, how many clicks does it take (laughs) to pull up your birth chart? Uh, you know, how many emails are you getting in a day? How do you move from one channel to another channel in your communication? Where are we at from here? Well, as some of you may know, um... I have a family in Afghanistan. I do have a, I've got a, a research paper that I wrote that's available on my website, misunaconcepts.com. If you want to check that out, learn a little bit more about the history of the Hazar people. This last weekend, I organized a, a demonstration here in Bellingham in Day of Solidarity with uh, Afghanistan. And there's going to be some opportunities to learn a little bit more about that here coming up in the future. Uh, Right now, there's plans to speak at the Walk of Peace and Justice Center, your International Day of Peace fundraiser. And there will be providing a little bit more information and opportunities for a way that folks can plug in with that. But I'm mostly kind of just, I'd like to just have a conversation about how, you know, activism has evolved for you and how activism has changed for you uh in the time that you've been doing it because I think that the the situation in Afghanistan is a very generational thing. Um I definitely feel like you know when we first uh when the when we <laughs> when the Bush administration ordered an occupation of uh, the central region in Afghanistan and Kabul, uh that's when we were at war. You know, and then we've been at war. And that's I think I was 13 or 12. Yeah, when that happened. So it was definitely a coming of age and you know, kind of my uh, you know, adolescence, you know, and my adult years up until this point has been kind of very defined by um you know, a war of a certain nature and now there's a shift going on uh in the grandmotherland, um, Afghanistan. So there's, there's a few layers intersecting there just within, um, you know, the changes that have been going on in my life and, you know, just being a woman born from a, you know, an international family here in the US and just, uh, you know, just, you know, this is just the lens. This is the lens of of my art at this, at this time, I'm kind of colored by this, uh, need to want to completely keep my art off of social media. And I'm committing today to also not having a social media day. Um, although that was the way in which, uh, you know, folks heard about the, the protest. So it's good to get it, It's on some way, it's good to get connected through Facebook, but as soon as you can take your organizing off of Facebook, the better, because in that space, you'll actually be able to get some work done. Facebook is just a tool, Twitter, you know, Instagram, all of these things are just tools and they're part of your workflow. And again, I'm always talking about, you know, having a very critical lens over your workflow and not just thinking that, oh, it's probably a good idea, is a good enough reason to adopt something uh, into your very precious, (laughs) brain space, mental space, and physical space. You know what I mean? Scrolling the phone, you know, we're all getting messed up in the neck, in the arms, in the shoulders, in the wrists, in the eyes. You know, this is not a good, being on your phone is not a good, uh, it's a bit disruptive. You know what I mean? And I I think we'd, we're we going to towards technologies, I think, that are less disruptive and more integrated. We're trying to create a collective uh, kind of narrative around technology and this we're going back to astrology now this is connecting in with you know the Saturn and the Jupiter right now transiting in Aquarius so you know Saturn being you know concrete permanent changes Jupiter being expansive big winds Jupiter is just making this whole thing uh sort of larger larger than life but Jupiter can also blow things out of proportion so good to keep a handle on things and Aquarius uh is co-ruled Uh, by Saturn traditionally in traditional astrology is ruled by Saturn. So it's, uh, yes, it seems to be uh, a little out of the ordinary at first, but this shouldn't, this shouldn't scare us. (laughs) This shouldn't scare us away. This is a great time to bring on diverse talent, to bring on people with, diverse backgrounds to bring on people that don't have degrees. You know what I mean? We we talk about equity and diversity. It's like, well, who, what is the demographic distribution look like of your company? And that includes education. That absolutely includes education because a lot of the people that were very successful in startups, uh, you know, there's that whole story that they dropped out and they f- focused on building their company and became, you know, a billion dollar success. So and we got to think about what's going to take their place, right? Because, yeah, so far, these tech companies, they rule the world right now. Doesn't necessarily mean they're going to rule the world in in the future. Uh, their wealth, it's it's going to change form, right? And hopefully there will also be, you know, kind of some kind of plan in place where these companies can also be, you know, there needs to be a relationship also within the the communities in which these businesses exist. Um, And we shouldn't build walls around. We shouldn't build these fortresses that just block us in and block others out. Um, And algorithms, unfortunately, have a tendency to do that. (laughs) Uh, So if you're automatically just getting rejections um, because you're resume doesn't say, uh, particular things. Uh, that's really, that's, uh, really unfortunate. And I actually withdrew interest from a company that uh, created one of these, uh, hiring platforms. I won't say which, but, uh, that would definitely be a question that I would have initially before I do any more interviewing for you. (laughs) That's a question that I have. Uh, when go, when learning about a company, um, I actually, I do have questions about your hire, your hiring practice and how you ensure equitable hiring. Um, and how do you know that you're hiring the right person for the job? And how do you know that the metrics that you're using to qualify candidates, uh, how do you know that those aren't inadvertently, uh, discriminated, discriminatory against a particular group of people, um, and who more is more likely to be within that de- uh, group of people? So take a hard look at the metrics, boys, because this stuff—the hood—is being lifted up, and we are looking at all the gears. All right, especially women, <laughs> especially people of color, uh, LGBTQ folks. We're looking at all of it, right? Because we want to be part of shaping—you know—we want to be part of, of shaping business moving forward. It needs to be equitable. Um, and equi- it's a negotiation, right? We're all going to get what we need out of the situation. And we're sure of that. And we want to make sure we can do that together. Like this is a collab, this is a relationship building effort. And it starts really from what the moment that, you know, a candidate sends you their resume, they've taken the time to research your company, to put together a cover letter, to put together, you know, a thought out, you know, hopefully, <laughs> you know, a thought out uh, letter. Um, for, you know, how they're going to bring their skills on, how they're going to solve problems, uh, you know, and a clear call to action. You know, this person actually should thought about what they were doing. And you're telling me that your algorithm, because it doesn't have a particular word at it, so many frequencies or something in there in the document, that it's going to go immediately into the no pile unless someone from the inside says, hey, this person's going to apply Make sure you find their application. It might be in the no pile. Um, I mean, there's got to be a way. There's got to be a way that we can sort 200 applications. Um, But are you really getting 200 applications? Maybe you're collecting too many applications or, you know, is your job going to be up for a week? Is it going to be up for a month? Um, Maybe figure that out because if your job, if it was up for a month and then you're like, well, now we need to go through all of them. And I'm like, yeah, but you just wasted a bunch of people's time (laughs) that that if you had put a stopping point at week two, or or week one after you posted the job because people are actively, they want to pick up a job. Now they don't want to be interviewing for a month and a half. They don't want to be interviewing for a month. You know? Yeah. Yeah. We got to have all the team interviews, but I tell you the only reason why some of those interviews took a month is because like we would have an interview and then it would be like, Oh, we'll get, you know, we'll get back to you. We're pretty sure, you know, we want to move forward. Um, and then it would be, you know, four or five days later, <laughs> Hey, when can you schedule? Can you schedule tomorrow? Um, And you're like, I'm not on call. Like, I want to hear from you within a week, basically, Um, which means that, you know, post your jobs up for a week, you know, entry level jobs, entry level, associate, mid associate level. If you're trying to scale right now, you can't be messing around with this all back and forth. Oh, send me your time. Oh, I can't do any of those. Could you send me some other times, you know, and just this, this mirage of dragging this, this, uh, this whole thing out. Like, look, here's a link to my calendar. Book it when you can. All right. We just cut out like 10 emails just then. And each one of those emails was lingering in my mind for at least 20 minutes. So that's, that's 200 minutes of you occupied. That's, yeah. And I, and we haven't even moved on to the second interview. (laughs) And now you, and now you want me to fill out a form after we just did that. Like, I'm sorry. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I understand you want to get the best person for the job. And if someone can't take the time to jump through the hoops, you know, then they don't deserve a spot at our company. And I'm just like, well, this is, that's one way to go about doing it. And, you know, you're going to see the outcome of that strategy. And I'd be curious to know uh, what that what that looks like and uh, how you were able to grow and you know what kind of talent you brought on what kind of what kind of issues did you have? You know what I mean is there a way that it could have been a little more streamlined and a little less painful for you? Uh, yeah why not? Why not innovation, expansion, growth, Deep cleaning. Well, that about wraps it up, folks. And, you know, we're still creating these things, (laughs) whether we planned on it or not, because the information just has to go up into the cloud. So, wherever you are in the cloud, Thank you for being here. Uh, I hope you got a few deep breaths in with me. I hope you thought, uh, you know, critically about you know your your space uh, right now in time, and you know what it means to be a person, and and how you can make it optimal because you deserve that. You deserve the most optimal situation right now for you. You deserve to feel good and moving through and growing and uh, get, gaining some of the fruits of your labor. produced by me Zoe Misuna. If you would like to support the creation of future episodes you can follow me on my Patreon page at patreon.com slash survival magic radio. Until next time lovely wild and cosmic beings this is Zoe Misuna signing off.